Hello, everybody. Welcome into Tricks and Picks, uh, episode 15, The Debo Dissatisfaction. It sounds like a song from the 70s. Um, anyway, uh, a lot went on uh, this past weekend. Big, big week in betting for basketball in particular. Uh, basketball is one sport that I bet that makes me want to pull my hair out. Uh, it's my bets didn't, I had. I got a few good picks over the weekend. Over this past weekend, I had a couple of decent picks. I had the Celtics and I had the Timberwolves in the playing game. I, I'm sorry. I had the Nets uh, plus three and a half and the Timberwolves in the playing game. Other than that, I had a lot of really bad beats. I had uh, Kevin Durant over 30 points. I think it was. Uh, I had Giannis over 32 points. That one failed. I had uh I had the Cavs actually beating the Hawks money line, actually, because I saw the odds. And basically, sometimes when I make bets, which I don't think I'm the only one who does this. I think everybody kind of does this. It's human nature. Uh, You know, we kind of predict the future based on the past. That's kind of what we do when we make bets. So I saw the Cavs play a very solid game against Brooklyn, who is a far more talented team than the Cavs. And... Kyrie Irving played an incredible game. And I thought, well, if the net, if, if the Cavs can be this good against the Nets, then yeah, they should easily be able to beat the Hawks because I underestimated the Hawks. Uh, I mean, I guess I didn't consider how good the Hawks were, how good Trey Young could play and how bad the coaching could be for the Cavs. Um, the coaching was pretty abysmal. I, I mean, for some, Jared Allen just came back from an injury, just came back from an injury and they're putting, and they're putting him and they're playing him 35, JB Bickerstaff played him 35 minutes while Kevin Love is on the bench. Now I'm not necessarily the biggest Kevin Love fan. I've, I've been kind of critical of him in the past, but why Kevin Love, who is supposed to be a starter is playing like 10 minutes the whole game, if that, maybe even less, while Jared Allen was just came back from an injury. And I wouldn't say he was bad. Like there are times when guys are on the court, like you see like a Russell Westbrook or you see like, uh, or, or you see, you know, Derek Rose sometimes or for the Knicks or whoever, like, you know, this happens a lot where they're just bad and they're a liability. I wouldn't say Jared Allen, I wouldn't say Jared Allen was necessarily a liability, but I would say that he was, I would say that he was ineffective. Jared Allen was ineffective. He was not effective enough to be on to be on the court for 35 minutes, especially coming off an injury. How good did you think he was going to be? Um, so that that just killed me, especially when I thought I had it in the bag with the Cavs. I really thought I had it in the bag at halftime. Uh, it just goes to show you, um, if there's any lesson I could teach you, it's don't bet basketball. <laughs> That's basically it. Don't bet basketball. Uh, some of it, you know, it just makes you want to rip your hair out sometimes. Um, I, I also had, who else did I have? I also had the Sixers against the spread against Toronto for the first game. Uh, the Sixers, I knew seemed like a much better team than a much, much better team than, uh, Toronto last night. I actually also had Phoenix minus nine and a half. Well, we know how we all know how that went. Um, uh, I guess Phoenix, I guess I overestimated how good Phoenix was, uh, but I also had Toronto the other night 
plus seven and a half. Not the smartest bet. I not the smartest bet for Toronto. Uh, for me, I'm sorry. Not the smartest bet for me uh, to bet on Toronto. Uh, they're at first. My thinking was okay. The Sixers aren't going to blow them out two games in a row. That's just not going to happen. They're not going to blow them out two games in a row. And I was wrong. Usually that's the case. But when one team is that much better than the other, then you can count on one team blowing the other one out again. I don't think they're going to blow them out um, in Toronto. I know it sounds like I'm saying the same thing, but hear me out. Um, I don't think that they'll blow them out against Toronto uh, in Toronto because they don't have tie pool. And just on the road, it's harder to play. So I don't think it would be a blowout of epic proportions like as it was before. But Toronto looks totally dead. They look totally dead. Um, so there's actually a lot that's been going on. <laughs> Excuse me. There's actually a lot that's been going on uh, with odds changes. and uh, The NBA odds changes. Now, if you follow the odds... If you don't follow the odds, you don't notice this, obviously. But if you do follow the odds and you do follow sports betting, you can very clearly see how much the odds changes based on just a couple of games sometimes. And it's a really good measure of how your team is doing. Like if your team's odds skyrocket, there's a good chance that you're in much better, that you're in a very good position as opposed to if they just plummet. That's a little bit different. Um so let's just take a look at some of this. If you're an NBA fan and you're concerned about how good your team is. Now, I, I do have my own thoughts about these odds, so I'm not, not, I'm not immune from opinions on this. But here, is just a few, here are just a few things about – here were the odds last week. or two, Yeah, last week. So, you know, the Suns far and away the best, then the Bucks, and then a little bit behind was the Nets, and then the Celtics plus 1,000. It was that that was last week. So and then, you know, all the way down, you have like the Bulls and the Cavs and all all team, a bunch of teams that, you know, aren't going to win. OK, so here are the updated odds. Suns plus 300. So the Suns, the betting has cooled off a little bit on the Suns. If you notice how I don't know if you notice the difference between last week and this week, the Warriors are now plus 375 from plus 1,000 last week. and I mean, that's more than double what it was last week. The Celtics went up a little bit. Um, I don't see – I guess it's just because – I mean, they only won one playoff game, so I don't see the big deal. And they won by one point in a game they were supposed to win. So I don't – I mean, look, I am high on the Celtics. They're the best defensive team in basketball right now. But, I, I mean, it, it didn't go up that much. I just, I'm not really, I don't feel any better about the Celtics now than I did last week. I, in fact, I think I feel basically exactly the same. They won a game at home in which they were favored. And Durant played one of the worst games of his career. Uh, now, if you're a Brooklyn, if you're a Brooklyn Net fan, you see that your team just went down the shitter. They now they're plus fourteen hundred. Now now the Nets are plus uh, fourteen hundred. Last week they were plus six hundred. Like they're they're the, the betting they're not too big. The betting the betters are not big for whatever reason. Vegas 
is not big on the Nets right now. And if you're a Net fan, you should be worried about that because whenever the betting odds are against you, you should be worried about it. But I don't think the Nets, I personally have not cooled off on the Nets quite as much as Vegas has. Um, they lost a game on the road against a very against the toughest team in the East. I don't care what the what the standings are. I don't care that they're in second place and the and the and Miami's in first. The Celtics are the toughest opponent the Nets could have faced in the East. Uh, tougher than the Bucks, tougher than Miami, tougher than the Sixers, tougher than the Sixers, the toughest team they could have faced. So I I am not that cooled off in the Nets, even though I really don't like the Nets. I think they're they're a very annoying team. I can't stand them, but I am not personally cooled down on the Nets like that. But the one team, the one team that really went down the shitter was Toronto. This this was Toronto. Hold on a second. This was this is Toronto now. Toronto. Okay, plus twenty thousand. Now they're plus twenty thousand. This was last week. Toronto was plus. 6,600. That's how much better, that's how much down the shitter Toronto has gone. And I am all for it. Toronto was terrible. Toronto looks like they would be lucky to win a game against the Sixers. Maybe they win one at home and then the Sixers win in five. But that's basically a de facto sweep because, you know, they give up, the Sixers give up a courtesy game or they just don't really care about one of them and they know they're just going to win at home. That's what it looks like it's going to be. I mean, the level of ability, but the level of talent between these two teams, between Toronto and the Sixers, it just doesn't look even close. I mean, I don't see this going anywhere. Um, Even though the Sixers are a little bit of a disadvantage without Ty Bull in Toronto, it's, uh, I don't really care. Like, the Sixers just in general are so much better. Um, Anyway, I want to... I want to also get into um, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is not happy with the 49ers. Um, I do find it kind of funny how athletes now, I mean, I actually kind of enjoy this, um, even though a lot of people don't like it. I do kind of enjoy how athletes, particularly in football, just out of nowhere, become dissatisfied with their teams. And for really inexplicable reasons, like this was right out of the blue. Well, not right out of the blue. It's been cooking up for a couple of weeks, but just kind of, but for an inexplicable reason, Devo Samuel is really unhappy with the 49ers. Now, I don't know why he is a very good head coach. He has a pretty winning, he has a winning team. To me, it's like, I don't know why you would want to go from maybe he doesn't realize how good he has it. And, you know, if you were to go to a team like the Jets, I don't know why you would rather play for the Jets than the 49ers. I mean, the Jets are terrible. Um, But either way, I'm happy about this because now this means that Joe Douglas can put his money where his mouth is and actually go after him. Um, It might take a lot to get him. The thing is, to Joe Douglas's credit or in his defense, he did do everything he could have done to get Debo to get um to get Tyree Kill. The problem is Tyree Kill just didn't want to go to the Jets. And you know what? If a guy doesn't want to go to the Jets, I I don't blame him. And there's nothing you can do about it in, in that situation. Like if a guy for whatever reason 
says, I don't want to go to the, I, I want to play, but I don't want to play for the Jets. Okay. I mean, in that case, what are you going to do? Um, but I do think they should throw, they should do whatever they can to get Debo Samuel, including boss, including give up a first round pick. Uh, you you got to give up a first round. If you got to give up a first round pick, then give up the first round pick. Who cares? The Jets are terrible at drafting anyway. Um, they have two first round picks. I think the best thing about the fact that the Jets have two first round, two top 10 picks this year is that you can trade one of them because the Jets historically don't draft very well. And if you, and, and basically no matter what happens, there is almost no chance at all that whoever the Jets take at number four or 10 will be a better pick, will be a better impact on the team than Debo Samuel. He is a wide receiver who could play running back if he wanted to and be good. I mean, that's how good Debo Samuel is. He sort of mirrors Le'Veon Bell, who could like play wide receiver even though he's a running back. That's how good Debo Samuel is. Uh, he could have led a team in rushing if he wanted and he, and he played running back, but he's a wide receiver. That's how good Debo Samuel is. So especially given the fact that you have a young quarterback, you got to surround him with talent because it turns out you can't expect a young guy, no matter how good you think he is or how good you think he can become or, or how much money you pay him, you can't expect him to do any to do something with nothing. You can't expect Zach Wilson to land a plane with no wings, as they say. You can't expect him to do that. So whatever it is that you got to do to go get Debo Samuel, do it. Whatever it is, give up, a, give up one of the first round picks. Go ahead, do it. Just just to get Debo Samuel, I'm for it. Um, now, in terms of who the Jets will take at in the draft in the four and ten pick, uh, it seems like assuming they don't, tra- I mean, I, maybe they trade one of those picks. Like I said, like I said, they should do to get Debo Samuel, and I think Joe Douglas would. But assuming either of these picks, I would say at four, I still think they're going to get a mod. They're still going to get Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Um, and if not, they, they might get Stingley at 10 from what I'm reading, it seems like. Uh, but Sauce Gard- Ahmad Gardner, uh, he'll be there at four, but there's no way he'll be there at 10. So it seems, based on what the odds are saying, it seems almost certain that Ahmad Gardner is going to be going, is going to be getting, is, is going to be the first corner drafted. Like, far and away, the odds are, that's what the odds are saying. Um, also... There's there have been a lot of draft odds changes. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I said I think the Jets have a really good chance to get Kayvon Thibodeau at four. I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore. I think there's. It seems like based on what the odds are saying, based on what the odds are saying, that that Kayvon Thibodeau is going to go at two, which makes a lot of sense because outside of Aiden Hutchinson, who is far and away the number one pick this year, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau seems to be the most highly regarded. Now, I don't know how that's going to translate into the NFL. Sometimes, you know, you have a lot of busts. Who knows? But so far, it seems like Kayvon Thibodeau is very highly regarded. And there's no way the Jets are going to be able to get him at four. Even though I think the Jets would get him at four if they if he was available, um, so if if he was available, they they would do it. Um, 
I all just as long as all I can tell Joe Douglas is whatever it is, just go balls to the wall to get Debo Samuel to help out your young quarterback. Now it's true, and Debo Samuel did was on the Niners at the same time as Robert Sala. I don't know how important that is, to be honest. I don't know if they had a good relationship or relationship at all. I don't know. Um, But that could be something, and that's better than having no relationship at all. Um, Anyway, uh, I want to get into the parlay of the week. Parlay of the week this week um, is brought to you by nobody, because I don't have a sponsor. Um, It's brought to you by me. Um, So this week, all NBA... Uh, so like I said before, like, 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 like I said before the over for, 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 uh, Kevin Durant. So I like the over for Kevin Durant in points because I mean, a lot of people were saying Jason Tatum was the lockdown defender for, which is the reason Durant was so bad. Maybe that's true. It might a little be kind of circular. Maybe Durant, maybe Tatum was just so good on defense because Durant was just so bad. Either way, I don't see this happening two games in a row. I don't see this happening two games in a row. Durant is expected to score over 30 points, and it's minus 125. Even, even like, so the betting seems to be heavily in favor of Durant hitting the over on this. Um, so I also took the Sixers money line against Toronto. I am, I mean, I didn't touch the points, even though the points weren't that much. I still chose not to, just to be safe. Uh, just, just to be safe. I, I didn't touch the points, even though, I don't know, I guess I could have. Uh, I also took, because like I said before, Toronto is just down the shitter. They're just, they seem so terrible right now. Um, I also took the Bucks money line, Bucks money line against the Bulls. I didn't touch the points, uh, because the thing is the points are really, really, when you have a lot of points, you have to be very careful, even if it's a home game. But in terms of the money line, I'm very confident in the Bucks because the Bulls are freaking terrible. I mean, they started off really well, but then post All Star break, they just they, they just plummeted. They, they just look terrible. I mean, they also it's also worth noting the Bulls they can't play on the road. They're a terrible road team, and and against the Bucks, who are one of the tougher teams in the East right now. And I took the Warriors minus one and a half. I I like Golden State. Golden State, like you saw in the futures in the futures odds, Golden State went up, went way up in terms of their odds. The betters love Golden State. Vegas loves Golden State right now. Um, Golden State is way up. I mean, just like in a game, Golden, like a, if you're if you're beating the Warriors by 20 points, that's not a safe lead. You're not safe if you're beating the Warriors by 20 points. It's the same, like, it's just, it's the same thing with like their chances of making the finals. It, I think part of the reason the Suns have cooled off a little bit in terms of the betting has a little bit to do with the Warriors and how much good how and how great they're playing. Um, so I really I really like those four. I, I really do like those four. Um, so Nets versus Celtics. I, I mean, I just talked a little bit about it, but Kyrie. So in ter- in terms of this in terms of this series, I think the Nets actually have a very good chance if they can actually turn it on. I think that they can really do it. And also, I love the fact that Kyrie is so in the heads of Boston sports fans. If you piss off Boston sports fans, I actually have a lot of love for you. So here's um, Fenway Park. Uh, a couple days, I think it was yesterday. Kyrie! Kyrie! 
Yep. Across sports rivalry, even at baseball games, they hate even even at baseball games, they hate Kyrie. That's how that's how amazing this is. Like he flipped the bird to the fans behind him and got fined for it, obviously, because you can't flip the bird to fans. But I enjoyed it. I enjoy how much Kyrie is pissing off Boston fans that, you know, I can't help but root. I mean, I can't help but kind of it makes me like him a little more, I would say. Um, okay. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this was a shorter episode because I went solo. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Tricks and Picks. I'll be back next Wednesday, live at three. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy your weekend and good luck on your bets.